When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's always great when we can get together with friends on the podcast. Ray Koob here with my partner in crime. Marcus Goldman, hello. And uh, we are joined in the, uh, well, we have the quad working. If we were in the red zone on uh, NFL Red Zone, we'd be in the quad right now. Four boxes working. (laughs) Joining us on the podcast right now. Two of our original guests from the early days of the podcast together here. And of course, they've been hanging out and working together all through all this time since the last time we all got together on the imbalanced history of rock and roll. David was sickening. Kenny Aronson, welcome back, guys. Hello. Good to see you guys, man. Hey, man. Great to see you guys on this monumentous day. It is. We're all wearing, we're all wearing our Phillies caps, excited about the, the what's game going on. You know, so that that's got got my heart skipping and popping a few beats already in the morning. So uh, I'm excited. Is that good or bad for a session guy, though? Um, that's okay. You know, does it add a little extra slink to it? (laughs) uh, Well, I, you know, I mean, if you can't get excited about what you're doing, you shouldn't go. You know what I mean? I said, like, I get pretty pumped up about working. Uh, especially if I get to work with Kenny, I'm always like, oh, that's going to be, you know, it's going to be good. And, and hey, listen, and congratulations on your on your podcast. It's it's wonderful. And you guys are still rolling and doing great. And It's a miracle. And it's good yeah. to see you guys, really. <laughs> you know, it, it is, you know, in today's world, you know, you never know where something starts and then you find out, hey, what happened to that? You know, and you guys are rolling along and doing great work and we appreciate it. And we appreciate our sponsors, Dave, who really helped us. Uh, the folks at Boldfoot Socks, boldfoot.com, and uh, Crooked Eye Brewery in the heart of Hapro since 2014. So them and all the other sponsors here really helped us to continue to grow. And we've gotten to talk to so many people since yeah. the last time we all got together here. And you had Jim McCarty on your show before we even came. He was our first oh. guest, right, yeah. Marcus? Wow. And it just wow. totally worked out because the Yardbirds yeah. were playing up in, I think, Phoenixville at about that time. And. And we wanted to do the Yardbirds episode because of the importance of the Yardbirds on those Wait, what, early what days year of was rock this? and roll. Was I playing with them at that point? Yes, yes. you were. Yeah, okay. It was right before right. you came in to visit yeah. and pre-pandemic okay. shutdown. Yep. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, oh, and, oh, and by the way, on the Kenny Aronson episode, Kenny tells us the story about his audition with the Rolling Stones, and you have to go back and check that episode out. <laughs> oh, that's the best. Oh, I, I, God, I, I, I actually get him to tell that story multiple times it's like it never gets old no. and then the, fact, and then the no. fact that he could play with charlie the, you know charlie watts you know well, we, we have so much stuff to talk about yeah, like that yeah. and other things that have been yeah. going on over the last yeah. couple of years where you've been dave and where you've been yeah. kenny yeah but i want to talk about most recently and uh, offer a big uh, over the over the internet hug to uh, kenny especially on the loss of your dear friend Robert Gordon, oh, he meant man. the world to me as a young guy absorbing really? that that sound. Wow! And I know you were at his service, and and I just wanted yeah. to offer condolences to you, Ken. Yeah, oh, man. Yeah, it's a it's a sad thing. Kenny and I played with him around Christmas time, and he was uh, he was Robert. You know, I mean, never a dull moment. And, and uh, <laughs> so, God, and I, and I got some video of us backstage, which. You know, I mean, the guy was kind of like, you know, a warrior to the very end. I couldn't have imagined what that hospital room must have been like. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah, you know what I mean? Well, it's a rock, a rock, a rock, a billy boogie. A rock, 
The one thing that was undeniable about Robert and Kenny could tell you is that, you know, he knew that music and he could sing and he was uh, he was the real deal. He was the real deal, that guy. Well, when I heard him when I was in my teens, I went, okay, I recognize this sound, but who's this guy? Mm-hmm. And part of it was when he did Fire. You had a hold on me right from the start. It felt so good I couldn't tear it apart. Got my nerves all jumping, acting like a fool. Cause your kisses, they burn, but your heart stays cool. Romeo and Juliet. whole wave of popularity and brought yeah. the music back to a lot of people yeah. who are like my age you know yeah. or younger like marcus that's yeah. where you know that whole wave is what got a lot of us into the absolutely. music absolutely did either of you guys have a favorite robert gordon song out of all of them i know you'd be closer to them, them. But was there one that Amen. stood out or hit you in the feels and in, in a different way than well, any of the others i, I love when he sang the fool yeah you know that song that yeah he needs a soul He wonders Why you let her go She's found A new love buddy He's a lucky guy So drink to a fool Cause I I loved all his renditions of the old classic country and rockabilly things that he did. The weird thing with Robert, you know, it's like oil and water with him. Because <laughs> um, when I started... Now it's I coming started, out. Well, no, I mean, when I started with Robert, I yeah. took over from Rob Stoner and Tony Garnier. Stoner's a great bass player, but he played electric bass. And Tony played electric and upright. But his real thing was was upright. Mm. And I remember when I'd go see him down at the Lone Star Cafe. <laughs> what a place and, that was. And Tony and Robert used to do this Johnny Cash song called There You Go. Well, here I am, and there you go, you're gone again. I know you're gonna be the way you've always been. Breaking hearts and telling lies is all you know. Another guy gives you the eye and on that song tony would would slap the bass and so I used to always be fascinated by that because I'm not an upright player. So I used to try to adapt that to electric bass. And then I started to play with Robert because I kind of took over. The oldest other guys kind of went on and did other stuff. So I, I started to do that and I would try to adapt that style when we would do that song. You know, there was a bunch of years in the 80s when I started, when I was playing with Robert and I played a Lone Star with him and occasionally I'd go out of town. When I played with Robert, he had either Shannon Ford on drums and Bobby or Bobby Chenard or, or Tommy Price or Anton Fig. Mm. And no slouches yes. there, no, no slouches there, boys. All of them. Great. All of them approaching it their own particular way. Always good, no matter who it was. But it would always be a little different, you know. Yeah. But for me, to have the honor and the chance to play with Chris Spedding was really cool, because I I loved Chris's guitar playing. Nobody gonna make me change 
Now, I never got a chance to play with Danny Gat and these yeah. other cats that mm -hmm. Robert used, but... Yeah. What about Link? Uh, I don't even know. Did, did you play with Link? I didn't. Uh, no, that was be way before uh, my time. Right. So, uh, uh, but playing with Spatting was really, uh, I used to have a really yeah. great, I loved listening to Chris. I just always yeah. thought he was a very interesting and a very economical guitar player. He only yeah. played what counted and no more, you know, wow. which is, you know, cool. Robert, <laughs> you know, I love the guy. By the end of the night, something would happen where he was like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Yeah. And he'd be, you know, by the end of the night, there'd be something going on and and somebody would get the wrath. You know, he liked drama. He liked you know, the drama. a lot of drama. And, yeah. you know, once one time yeah. we were backstage at a show somewhere, probably at the Lone Star. And this is when I was playing with Brian Setzer in this at this period. So it was like mid eighties. And I used to wear, you know, engineer's boots. And Robert <laughs> Robert chewed me a new asshole. Because, you were because I'm wearing I'm wearing engineer boots and I don't ride a motorcycle. No. So he gave me a hard time oh, over that. You know, it was always it was always something. something. You know? Right. You know, yeah. but the thing is, every time I'd play with Robert, some crap would go down. Mm. I'd, I'd go home complaining to my girlfriend that's it i've had it with him i've never <laughs> played with him again <laughs> oh, i can't take it he's driving me crazy i've heard that and from then, him too and then as soon as he would call me again and ask hey man you available to do a gig i'd go back because i loved his music yeah. and i loved his voice the way i walk is just the way i walk the way I talk is just the way I talk. The way I smile is just the way I smile. Touch me, baby, and I go home wild. The way I love is just the way I love. Come on and be my little turtle dove. Touch me, baby, it feels so good. I feel as though I wanna, then I don't know if I should. Do you, do you, do you, do you, do you? And it was like I was addicted to it. I needed to hear his voice booming out yeah. of these monitors. His yeah. monitors would be, he would be surrounded by monitors and he'd have them cranked. Yeah. So he could project that low end of his voice, yeah. and and it was just you know oh, to me yeah, that, was, that was that yeah, was magic yeah. to me. It was yeah. magic. You know? And Kenny Kenny mentioned those monitors because Kenny knew <clears throat> his setup so well that you know the few times that I played with Kenny and Robert, uh, I noticed Kenny would walk up stage, and if he saw the setup before Robert got there, he would go, "Uh oh, we're gonna have some trouble." Yeah. He would say that. I'm going. What do you mean? And he said, oh, the monitor over to the right isn't right. He had this way of surrounding himself. I, I would it. try yeah. to fend yeah. off yeah. issues. I you mean, Robert, Robert was never <laughs> easy because he really knew what he wanted. He knew what kind of tone, what kind of level. He may mm -hmm. not be right. able to talk to an engineer on a musical or, you know, an engineer frequency sort of aspect, you know, technical stuff. Right. Well, he knew what he wanted. And yeah. the least that I can do is I can tell the sound guy, look, mm. the way you have your monitors placed, wrong. You need to bring yeah. them in. Yeah. You need to surround his microphone with them yeah. because he wants it loud and he needs yeah. to be enveloped in it, you know, because yeah. yeah. that's what he needed. I hear the passion in, in you, Ken, yeah. about this yeah. whole thing. Yeah. And it's yeah. really, I'm, thanks yeah. for sharing. Yeah. And, 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 and I got to tell you, it's it interesting to hear Kenny talk about it because, you know, you know, from being around Kenny and knowing like some of the, you know, Robert wasn't, you love a guy and sometimes you could actually hate the guy. Oh, yeah. I mean, the guy, guy was tough. But he really he, knew what he wanted. Oh, he man. I mean, a guy sang with the Jordanaires. You know? See, the Jordanaires I mean, sang with the him. The thing is, the thing you with know? Robert that I have I to you. say, Robert, Robert in general kind of let me be because he knew I always played the show just like his two favorite bassists, which was Rob Stoner and Tony Garnier. And I would play it right down the middle 
of what those two guys would do. And I never mm-hmm. deviated, never <laughs> but, got fancy with it. I yeah. was always just yeah. there for him. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly what he wanted, no more and no less. So most <laughs> of the time, I I never, he didn't really, I mean, he would get on my case about something else, but generally it wasn't Not anything mm-hmm. to do with the music. Mm-hmm. Good. But he was brutal on guitar playing. Is it safe yeah. to say he was a ball buster? I mean, oh, what are you that's kidding me? Ball buster. That's, that's being polite. We can, uh, he, uh, he was a mother, yeah. you know, what do you mean? He was rough. <laughs> I mean, I, I've seen him do a few things that I went, Kenny I know you guys mean this with the utmost of love, but the, yeah, no, I get the, you now. the last show we did, we John, Kenny and I, John Sebastian sat in with us, and and which was amazing. We're at Soundcheck playing with John Sebastian. We're looking at cool. each other, going like, "Do you believe we're doing this?" Right? Pinch me. He said to me at dinner, he goes, "How do you guys do it?" Because Robert was looking at our poor partner over there, Q, over on the other side, going, Quentin, man, shut the." Fuck up! Excuse me, I know you bleep that out, but he would say things like on this podcast. You know, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, he would be, he would be rough, and you know, yeah. and and Quentin would try to appease him and do whatever. You just had that. Kenny saved me a lot of anguish because he would say, "Just do this, play like that, do that," because if you, you don't, know. yeah, man, you know, it's like you know, well, know I you know, I get. did the gig with him for over a period of time, so I really yeah, right. knew. You know, he was very sensitive about tempos. Yeah, he, oh. you know, he was very sensitive with a drummer about where the tempo was, but he was really brutal with guitar players because if you're not Chris Spedding or you're not Danny oh, Gatton or you're not Lance Quinn, and who or, is? Or you're, you're, you're who not, is right? You know, if you're not one of the four guys that he loved, he loved. that everything was based off of. Man, right. uh, you're in. You're in for. You're in yeah. for a, a ride. And he was brutal that day. He was with, never polite. Quentin, he was no. really rough on Quentin. Yeah, I and felt, God bless him. I and felt God bless bad him. for Quentin. Yeah, we because somebody did. else would have told him to fuck off and walk off. May he rest know. in peace. Yes, yeah. Robert now, listen, Gordon, ladies and listen, gentlemen. Listen, we we loved him. We played with him. Kenny right. was going to go out and do these shows with him. He tested your fiber, your yeah. sense of. Every sensibility when it came to, I love this music. I know I'm going to feel good when I'm playing this music, but there's going to be some bumps yeah. in the road. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's a famous, I, I, real quickly, we're playing at the, uh, it's not there anymore. Their place, it was a famous place in Philadelphia. And and we were playing Fire. And we start playing the intro. And Rob Hyman and all these people, they're in the audience, we're playing. We start playing. No, 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 no. Dun, dun, dun. And he stops the show and he goes, he looks at Kenny, he goes, hey, you're in the wrong key. This is in the front of the other people. <laughs> wow. and, and when we look at each other, I'm going, he doesn't sound like he's in the wrong key to me. Oh. And then we start we start playing again. Boom. And then Kenny looks at him and goes, yeah, now you got it. I mean, uh, uh, Robert looks at him and goes, now, nah, now you got it. It was like, well, but he didn't Robert, do anything. Ro- Robert was in the wrong key. And yes. he tried to blame it on me so he didn't look bad. And I said to him, no, Robert, you're in the wrong key. <laughs> There's only one place to play it. This is it. You know, I mean, it was just, but that's what he would do. If he screwed up, he would try to make somebody else look bad. Yeah, yeah, and, then yeah, yeah. and then you would just call him on it and yeah. it'd be like, oh, you know, yuck, yeah, yuck, yeah. yuck. You know, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I spent a little time with him, mm-hmm. enough time to see him in action but hey god bless him you know he's he's no longer suffering anymore right. he's playing with some of his favorite uh artists up in the sky hey i'm gonna i'm gonna show you guys something hold on a second all right, yeah. all right. you're right back oh, right. oh i know i know what's coming oh this is legendary what's coming if i think he's doing what i think he's doing this is incredible here we go oh my god oh. that bass is that the k that's it Oh my God! So, so that was Robert's bed. Well, you want to tell a story, Kenny? <laughs> Please tell that story. I was up at Robert's house one night. This is many, many years ago. Like probably right before I stopped playing with him. And I didn't really hang out with Robert socially, but for some reason I was up in this area and I was up in his house for just for a little while, and I saw that bass hanging on his wall, and I said, "Hey, Robert, you know." If you ever feel like selling that bass, let me know. I'd love to buy that if, you know, if you want to sell it sometime. And then one day I get a phone call. This is when I was living in in Manhattan. He goes, hey, man, uh, you want to buy that bass? 
I said, yeah, I'll, I'll buy the bass. He goes, you want to give me 250 for it? And as soon as I heard 250, I knew what he needed the money for. <laughs> you know, anyway, he, I go down to the cash machine and I get the money and he comes over and I bought the bass from him. And then <laughs> after that, I never heard from him again. I mean, he never hired me for anything. I never seen him. I didn't talk to him. For years. For for 20 years. Whoa. And then one day I was in the city and I was hanging out with my guitar player friend, uh, John Paris. We were in BB Kings and we went to see Robert perform. And John, my buddy John Paris says to me, he goes, Hey, let's go back and say say hello to Robert. And I was like, uh, I don't know if I want to go back there. Because, you know, I just, you know, it's like I just had a feeling, oh, God, if I go back there, there's going to be something. Anyway, we go back, say hello to Robert. Robert says to me, hey, Kenny, uh, why don't you give me your phone number? I want to make sure I got your phone number. So I said, all right, here's my phone number. Same <laughs> number I've had for years. Oh, Jesus. And then all of a sudden... He started to call me wanting the bass back because he, he claims that I said to him I would sell it back to him at the same price. Now, maybe I did. You know, I'm talking, okay, if you want it back in a year, a couple of right. years. Yeah. I didn't hear from the guy for over 20 years, and all of a sudden... What a character. He, he, he what a character he was. Mean man by the value of that bass. My ex-wife and I had a country house in New York State. So all my stuff was stashed up in the house. That's where I kept all my instruments because my our apartment in the city mm-hmm. was really tiny. So anyway, I didn't have the bass handy anyway. It was just stashed away with all my other stuff. Make a long story short, one day I'm walking around the music stores in New York and I go into into Rudy's music, and there's the same bass that I've got from Robert. And they're wow. asking like serious money, and I'm like, like thousands and thousands of dollars for yeah. it. And I'm yeah. like, whoa! Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I think it was valued at like nine grand or something. Yeah, it was like four or five thousand oh. dollars. People were asking for you know okay. that's, wow. but it's really, it's really, it's a beautiful, cool bass style wise but it's really a piece of junk probably cost 65 dollars you know mm-hmm. uh you know but anyway you never that, know where that, the value is coming from that's you know nice. but you know it but it was only made for a couple of years so they're they're relatively rare that's my story and i'm sticking to it quit errantson ladies quit, and gentlemen quit, Quentin tells the joke. He told me yesterday, and I'm like, told you, Kenny, his last dying words were, call Kenny, I want my bass back. (laughs) Well, guys, uh, we have properly eulogized the late, great Robert Gordon here on the podcast, I believe. But uh, so much. Oh, I love that. Tough darts. So much happened after the two of you came in to visit with us in a studio visit at the beginning of the podcast, then pandemic hit mm-hmm. and uh, Dave, you were supposed to be going on tour with the Hooters for the 40th. And then yeah. it became delayed and delayed twice, 40, right? So yeah. it's the 42nd now. Yeah. And you guys got to go this year and mm-hmm. uh, you, Kenny, you were talking about getting on the road. I don't know when, how many times you've gone on and off the road with uh, McCarty and the Yardbirds and the rest of that gang. I, since I've seen you with the pandemic, everything I was, I, I, what I did was I spent two years in my bed basement here on my studio uh recording music with my hawaiian steel guitar that's, that's i want to hear some of that sound uh, i'll send you some, i'll send okay, you some. Good. please and, really. and, and, and uh that's but, really great but, but also during the pandemic you guys dug into playing you mentioned being in the basement i noticed that on the lest we forget tracks that you sent me dave these songs are part of a a, a kind of an alternate to the in the pocket idea yeah where you're looking at songs that are are memorable and and moments that are memorable in this case uh both of them are songs the stones did as a tribute to charlie watts yeah Yeah, that was a real honor i mean it's like tom emmy who produces these tracks uh Mm -hmm. to honor uh, fallen not only just artists people like Charlie he also honors engineers and producers um, you know the Al Schmidt 
um, and people like that. I mean, he honors behind the scenes guys, but we were fortunate. Like Tom called me up and asked me, hey, I'm thinking about doing a tribute to Charlie Watts. And even before he got the words out, I was like, I'm in. I was playing with Kenny that night, and I, I said, I, I, you know, I got the guy, that the bass player for this, and I sent in, I said, Kenny Aronson, he goes, well, do you think you'd do it? I, I said, I'm pretty sure, but I mentioned to Kenny, Kenny goes, I leaned over when we were playing, we were playing 118 North, I said, hey, I was asked to do this tribute for Charlie Watts, he went, I, before I had words out, he goes, yeah, I'll do it. So uh, it was pretty cool, but what made it really special for us is that Wadi Wattel and Chuck Lavelle and Kevin Hansen, who was a great guitar player from the area, mm -hmm. Puffamoose and the Fractals, he played guitar. But it was, and, and Willie Nile, our friend Willie, sang. Mm -hmm. um, Sounded it was, great. It, it, it was really cool. You know, we got to talk about Charlie, what made him special to us. And I mean, Kenny had the connection of playing with them on stage. And, I saw the Stones so many times, and that period of the Rolling Stones is still my favorite. I mean, as much as I like what they do, they can't do any wrong with me. When Bill Wyman and, and, and Charlie played together, it was it was something just magical. Mike Edison, my book, wrote a book called Sympathy for the Drummer, and it's a terrific book, and it described Charlie so well on how Charlie plays, and he has this, you know, great style. You know, you don't have to play real hard. He plays a, just a great feel. I know Kenny loved drummers like that because he just sent me this great video of old Palmer, the great recorded drummer that played Fat Stomino and all that stuff. And, you know, he said, you know, what? check this guy. This is the guy that does it, you know. Charlie was one of those guys that was just, just played so much, like, it was just something special. So to be involved with this tribute, and people can get it at Lest We Forget. Uh, there's a website, I'm off the website, not off the top of my head, but, you know, uh, uh, it's, it's just a fun project to be involved with. And we love Charlie, right, Kenny? And, and I'm a big Bill oh, Wyman fan, so I got a chance to use my 1965 Framus bass, and I was Sweet. able to, you know, play Bill Wyman bass lines that I love. Yeah. So I was. And Bill just turned 86. Bill Can you just, believe that? Yeah, unbelievable, wow. man. Is he married yeah, to somebody so. that's like 30 years old or 25 years that's old? That's probably all probably she is by now. Bless him. God bless the man. Yeah, God, God bless, bless the man. Oh, Bill. And he looked, and Bill looks great. I mean, you know, and, and, and I don't know if you know this, Ray, but Kenny also played with Mick Taylor. He was in Mick Taylor's band. I did not uh, know that. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I toured, I toured uh, the United States and Japan and Australia with, with Mick around 1990. And we also had Max Middleton from the Jeff Beck oh, on, uh, on, what a band, right? on piano. It was great, yeah. 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 So anytime you get near Kenny, you're playing, you just kind of go, just touch his arm a little bit. Because he's always been like, I mean, that and Dave Edmonds, you know, we just did a, we did a track together for my project in the pocket with Greg Sober. Uh, we, we were honoring, uh, you know, I thought about George Thorogood and we did move it on over and, and Kenny played this bass line that was like off the hook, kind of more of a uh, Hank Williams meets, meets George Thorogood version. And Kenny played this bass line. That's probably in his DNA anyway. Well, I was trying. Like I was Don't trying it. to channel. I was trying to channel Joey Spampanato for ah, BQ. Yeah. So it was somewhere between. You know, it was that kind of thing where it's sort of straight, but there's a shuffle and a swing to it yes. at the same time. Yeah. Old yeah. school. Yeah. What I was trying to hit me to with that Earl Palmer video. Yeah. You know, it was like. Yeah. 
So yeah, yeah. I mean, we're still we're like I don't know. I I kid people. Uh, you know, I teach at this school, and all this there are young people at the school, and you know about geezer rock. You know, like I'm sixty six <laughs> and I'm rocking it. But but you know what what I love is that you know I still feel like every day I want to learn something new and I want to kind of get better at what I do because it's like I don't feel the kind of pressures I used to feel when I was younger. Like, you know, getting a house and doing this and that thing. Now it's just about like, right. how do I enhance my life and how do I enhance my craft? Yeah. How do I get better at what I'm doing when I'm making music? You know, I mean, that's, you know, and and, and I got to tell you, you know, it was a blessing for, for guys. Uh, you know, I, so Kenny, Kenny thanks me sometimes for getting them involved with the guys we're playing with. But the fact is that him moving into this area was like, ooh. We got a guy that like has done some amazing things, and we're we're about to jump into this cool New Year's gig with. Do you remember the the band Bow Wow Wow? Yes, of course. Sure. Well, well, we're playing with Annabella on New Year's oh, Eve, and we're backing dude. her up, and we yeah. I yeah. saw her at Red Rocks in like 1983. They opened Shh. up for the English Beat. REM yeah. was on their first tour of wow. the U.S. And she was my age. She was 17 years old. She was born in 66, a few months over from me. And we were all like, oh, my God, teen crush. Like, if there was a dude's version of Tiger Beat magazine, she would have been the one, Uh, you know? Well, I was was listening to music last night, playing along with it. And, you know, the drums are just, like, off the hook. Off the hook. Really cool. So, I mean, I think we got a friend of ours that's going to join us to do these, and I hope that works out that we can do it. But so we'll have like a double drummer thing going on. It's going to be so cool. Is it going to happen in Philly? Uh, well, we'd like it to happen. Right now, it's happening in Lidditz. It's in Lidditz. Yeah, we're playing in Lidditz for New Year's Eve. Uh-huh. And uh, but but hey, who knows? You know, it, it, we're it's kind of like we're going to try it out, see how it goes, and maybe there's some more things to come from it because. Dude. I dig her music, and I think it's perfect for the times right now. You know, I was I was just going to say that I downloaded all the stuff that Quentin sent of, of the set list that she wants to do. Yeah. And I'm listening to this stuff, and I'm going, This is cool. Oh, man, the bass playing on this stuff is off the hook. The right. bass player that she had played like serious. I mean, yeah. it's, it's this energetic, really yeah. fast, trebly I yeah. mean, I'm going to have a blast with it, but yeah. I've got a lot of stuff to learn, and i got to yeah. start practicing it to get my, my picking up to speed for this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on, Dave. Tell people where they can get more information on this New Year's Eve thing that you're talking about, because uh, uh, people may want to go, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. I just posted a, a – I, I think all of us are putting it up on our social media thing, yeah. cool. you know, right. where we can see where we get tickets, which is New Year's Eve, and uh, the Martini brothers are playing with us. And uh, of course, this. Oh, here it is. But that, that you can see, it says it's a, a fifty. Is it said fifty slash eighties party? So it's going to be cool, man. You know, I mean, flashback it's going to be a, on flashback on. Flashback. Yeah, yeah. But I'll, 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 we'll get the details out. On get it on Twitter Dave's uh, on his social media. Yeah. Get all the info on that New Year's Eve gig on the episode on our website, imbalancehistory.com. Time for a short break. Back with the boys after a word from our sponsors. It's fall, and I know, Marcus, that you've got a ton of anecdotal stories about your feet and riding and running and all that stuff that you do in the fall. And I know bold foot socks are part of your regiment, right? Absolutely. They wick moisture off your feet and keep them dry. I do wear the Boldfoot socks when I bike, and never, ever have I had swampy feet. And I've ridden on almost a 100-degree heat index day, and my feet right. weren't this swampy. Summer especially, so, right? yeah, I really like what they do. And another bonus is they're American-made. Boldfoot Socks is a company that uh, Josh got into because he did a 100K thing. Where, who can, Man, who has time for that? Man, he's amazing. So he goes and does his 100K in these Boldfoot Socks, and the socks perform so well, he believes, and he's right, that these socks are really going to revolutionize footwear for people who work out and ride, especially uh, someone like you who rides a lot on their on their bike. And let's not forget, Josh did that like hundred mile run in the Nevada desert. That what? is gnarly and tough. And he donates portions of his sales to military charities, which is awesome. 
So go check out their amazing variety of colors and styles. Great socks. And you can find them all at boldfoot.com. Thanks to them for their support of the podcast. As always, Boldfoot Socks, American grown, American sewn. So much has been happening this year and changing at Crooked Eye Brewery, our sponsor for a long time now, Marcus. Since 2014, they've been pouring the cure for what ails you, but then they added craft cocktails. Then they added ciders. And recently they opened the Crooked Eye Kitchen and Salty Vets Barbecue being served at the premises. You used to have to bring something with you. Now just bring your appetite. The long-term business plan of Crooked Eye has been very smart. Whatever they were going to do before the pandemic had to change drastically, and they've made the adjustments. And as we've slowly opened up, they've slowly continued to add and add and create more. And it's much to the delight of the people going in there all the time, because like you've said, every night's a party, a different kind of party over That's at Crooked true. Eye. It's and a random sometimes party. what the music is, like the Blues Jam or the second Tuesday of the month with my vinyl night, which is anything you want it to be. The Crooked Eye Band and all the other performers who make it fun, Mafia, all performing. Check it all out. And the way to find out about who's playing when is on their Facebook. That's really the best way to keep up, but the website too, I guess. So if you're looking for a place to go, make a plan, grab a friend, meet at Crooked Eye in the heart of Hatboro, serving you since 2014. Pantheon Podcast listeners, Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house, and my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hanging with Dave and Kenny on the imbalance history of rock and roll. Let's jump back into it. On the cover of Young Americans, you did. Who played the saxophone on that? Jay Davidson yeah, is. Right. Uh, he, he, yeah, yeah, I mean, and let me tell you, did a great you know, job. The, the, that guy. You know, I mean, there's no, you know, he played with Houston, uh, Steve Winwood, Cinderella. You know, you care shelter me. I think he's the sax on on the stuff that he did with Cinderella. Uh, a, a terrific player, and he played he played on that. Kenny played bass on that on that mm-hmm. track. We had a lot of fun doing that. You know, all that stuff we do like old school. We yeah. come and we cut it live, and uh, we 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 record it together with Phil's place at Studio Four, and that one came out beautifully. Oh, Richard yeah. Bush, I mean, just killed it. Uh, yeah, Cliff he did. Phyllis, Cliff Phyllis and Steve Butler and Kenny Aronson and Wally Smith.
that one I'm, I'm, I'm really thrilled about. Like anytime we get together to do that, it's it's really a gas for all, all of us, man, you know? so. And the thing about that song is that it not only ties back to the Philly feel, but yeah. Bowie recorded it here. Yeah, and yeah like Levin Sigma Sound yes. back down there in Chinatown. Yeah. And, exactly uh, why I did it. I mean, I wanted to do so it there So cool. Because, Great idea. Yeah, I, it, it, that was such a, a, a influential, influential period of music for me at that time. It, not, I think 73, and and I even knew a little bit of, you know, I, I met a couple guys. T.J. Tyndall was a friend of mine, and so he was doing sessions there at, at right. Sigma, and he was mm-hmm. like a young dude that was coming down from New Hope and working 9 to 5, playing all these cool Philly International songs, and David Bowie wanted to have that feel. And some of the guys that were cutting those tracks, they, they opted out, you know? And, you know, uh, Bobby Eli played on it, Larry Washington played on it, and... Uh, but they got that Philly sound going on that and on that track, you know. So I just felt compelled to do it, you know. We got to do this. One of my favorite things to play with these guys with in, in the pocket is when we do Mrs. Jones with Kent Queter. Me and Mrs. Jones. We got a thing. We both know it's wrong But it's much too strong To just let it go now We meet every day At the same cafe 6.30 and you know she'll be there Holding hands Making all kinds of <laughs> I, I, I love that song yeah. and, it's, and it's got such a great feel and I yeah. love playing bass on that yeah. you know it's, it's so much great stuff from Philly soul oh. thing you know oh, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah there's some cool things like Philadelphia I think right now is on the cusp of some really interesting, cool things coming down the pike. Uh, uh, because, you know, Philly is probably, you know, uh, years ago, a big jazz town, you know, and then Philly yeah. International became like hit city. Mm-hmm. But there was a whole underground thing going on here with rock and roll. And and even before the days of, uh, of, 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 of Gamble and Huff, there was music that was just... Right trending all over the the world you know when you think about charlie gracie bobby rydell and some of these people that came out here that really uh uh uh, uh paved the way i'm only looking i don't want to fall i'm only looking i'm having a ball just looking well, oh, baby that's all i like to hug you you're kissing this fine but you the my dear I mean, Eddie Cochran would come hang out here with Charlie, you know, this was, this was a scene here, man, you know, know. so uh, I think there's some stories and some, some things are going to come out uh, in the future that's going to expand on that a little bit more, and it's going to be very cool. I would love to hear more about the Philly influence in those early days. Yeah. It's a great yeah. learning process, and it's yeah. exciting to hear because a lot of cool things have happened here. And currently, as you guys know, there's a solid group of young musicians that are moving rock and roll forward. You have bands like Soraya, Zuzu, and their band are great. You yeah. have so yeah. many other good yeah. bands in the area. Yeah. And a scene. Marcus, have you seen Loca Con? Love low cut oh, Connie. I have God. I have friends in Denver who every time they see him play in Colorado have been sending me pictures from him for years. They're like, this guy's oh. amazing. This band oh. is amazing. Really? And they aren't kidding. Yeah, they they just down and dirty. Like just the show oh, yeah. was just so energetic and so great that I was I was blown away. I mean, I've been hearing about him for years, and then they invited me down mm-hmm. to the World Cafe. I watched that show and I was just knocked out by Adam and everybody mm-hmm. in the band. You know, the bass player, um, 
Yeah. Kenny, you'd love this guy. He remind me of T Bone Walk. Well, I've seen lot. I've seen him in New Jersey. I've done shows with uh, them, like with uh, John Eddy. We've been on yeah. the same bill. They uh, are a great yeah, band. They're an great, energetic great, band. And great. I like the name of the I like the name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Lokotani's great. There's a lot of uh, uh, good things to come. Uh, we live in a, a, a music city, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm excited about the future here, man. Absolutely. Excellent. What's in the immediate future for you two guys, Kenny? You've yeah. been on the road with the Yardbirds. I and did. The, the Hooters did, finally yeah. got after this massive European tour, the catch-up with everything over there. What's coming up for you, So Ken? I did some Yardbirds dates in October. It was only a week and a half, unfortunately, and, and they were really make-up dates for things that got blown off because of the pandemic. But I have... Oh, a Yardbirds, Yardbirds. Yardbirds live CD wow. called Mind wow. the Gap. Mind wow. The Gap. Which I, uh, and I'm a co-producer of it. Wow. With cool, my buddy uh, Bruce Maycomba, who is Sweet. A, a friend of, of uh, Jim McCarty's. And we, we produce this together. And uh, we don't have distribution for it yet, but we're working on it. It sounds great. Wow. And my bass is screaming on it. Nice. So I'm real happy. Good. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, we're going to be doing more stuff next year. We're going to be doing the Flower Power Cruise. So so next year is the 60th anniversary of the Yardbirds. Wow. And we're trying to pull something really special together Jimmy. with a couple of special guests, possibly. Don't, don't jinx it. But that's all I'll say. I <laughs> Yeah. And, and, and and as far as I'm like, just with, saying, the one guy's in Columbus a lot. You you go to the local, uh, yeah, right, right, and find him there. Yeah, 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 yeah. He goes to the flea market there. Yeah, I, understand. I heard that. Uh, you guys know who Daryl Davis is? No, no I don't. You got, us, please. You got to check him out. He's yeah. uh, this an amazing. activist. He's well, he's an activist. He's this great black dude who goes around and tries to convert like. Klansman. Oh, I've heard of that dude. What? I've heard he of that is. dude. We're, but, play, we're playing with him. He is a wow. world class R and B historian of piano. Yes. Ooh. And when he plays during his part of his thing, is in one of the songs that we'll do with him. He'll give a lesson within the song, demonstrating how this particular feel on piano came from what area that was pioneered by wow. what player. Oh, we need then, to have him on. Then, oh, yeah. yes. The New, the New Orleans feel, we the Chicago feel, yes. the Memphis feel. Yeah. And he mm. demonstrates all the subtleties on the piano of these feels yes. and differences in the shuffle. Yes. And it's like you sit, you, I'm playing there with him, and I'm getting this education. And I'm going, yeah. this guy is. Yeah. These are the these people, the people that I walk away going, this yeah. is what enriches my life. Yeah. You yeah. know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's. I think that's. Uh, we're playing with uh, with with uh, Daryl. I think it's believed December 10th, and I would make sure I get you the location because I'm okay. not even sure about the location, but it's out near the Harrisburg area, I believe. Okay. And then of course we have the New Year's date with uh, Annabella and QDK and Annabella that we're doing too. We'll get you the info on that. As far as the Annabella thing, if you want to do a practice run, you should reach out to the Ardmore Music Hall and see if they could book you for a quick date on that. (laughs) I mean, we would go. My son will be off from school that week. and uh, Uh, There you go. We could just come and do a podcast there. We took our son. He's six years old. We took him to Rammstein for his first concert. Oh, you're kidding me. Rammstein? Wow, He fell in love with their music at the beginning of the summer. And he was like, and he saw one of their fire videos. And he was like, I think I need to see that concert. Listen, man, I I spent a lot of time in Germany. I I, I did 30 plus dates in Germany this summer. I know. And uh, Rammstein, uh, we we talk about them in our show about every night. Yeah. they they are the shit man. Oh dude. And that, and what a what a show and uh-huh. and it, you you got it wears you out watching it. Oh yeah. Uh that's another one man that, it, that everything is just like go. Yeah. And it, I I I so that's your son's first show. I'm yeah. impressed man. That's yeah. very cool. What they do is epic and it's complete sensory overload for everybody yeah. who goes yeah. and it's worth yeah. it. 
And I, and I advised him that he has now raised the bar so high that no matter what show he takes Luca to mm. in the future, it's yeah. going to be a little bit disappointing. Yeah. Just oh yeah. You you, you can't be. you can't top that. I our our good old one of our guitar techs works for Ramstein, and uh, he he has to prepare prepare physically to deal yeah. with that. And you wow. got to and and I'm telling you, you have to watch yourself in that production, else you can get killed. Oh, absolutely. It's, yeah, I believe so that. Stuff going around. 90 semis move it from day to day. Yeah, man. I mean, 90 semis move their tour stuff yeah, from day yeah. to day. Impressive shit, lot. man. Yeah, that's a tour I'd love to be playing on, man. That'd be <sighs> something. They had something. they had two women playing piano doing covers of their songs in weird piano versions that were awesome. Oh. Like lounge that, piano. That, that keyboard player on the treadmill just always blows my oh, mind. Yeah, Flake, he's insane. And Ooh. it's because he has so much energy that he needs to yeah. keep his feet moving during the yeah. show. And uh, then he wears those fire suits and he gets into that tub and then they burn fire while he's going like the mad organist. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, you know. I heard about it before I even heard them. So I was already Ramstein, Ramstein, Ramstein. And all of a sudden, then when I saw it, I was like, wow, they converted me because it was so well done. Oh, yeah. And uh, those guys are not fucking around. So it's like they live it. They live it. And to me, when you give that kind of commitment to a performance, you know, it's yeah. nothing better, you know. Hey, 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 real quickly, there's some talk. I we, Listen, I don't know. There's no dates yet. But, you know, I'm hoping that Kenny and I and Quentin do some dates with our friend Billy Burnett. We played with Billy Ooh. a little bit. Oh, yeah. we're hoping Ooh, to do let that. us know. And Billy, Billy gave Quentin a shout out and said, "I'd like to go play." And so we're we're talking about that. So that'd be a cool thing to look forward to too. Yeah. Billy's a things Billy's to do in the fun. new year, kid. Yeah. Things to do yeah. in the new year. Kenny, are you doing any session work, any recording work in the upcoming months with anybody, or are you not allowed to say until it kind no, of goes no. through? No, no. I mean, I I do stuff all the time, but it's it's just with you know friends, people that you don't really know. Actually. There is something I'm doing with a, an old friend of mine that I played with when I was a teenager who was a lead singer in, in a band that we had when we were kids in Brooklyn. Uh, his name is Stephen Baker. Uh, he's working with this really interesting English producer named Justin Tracy. And what we're doing is we're doing like note for note renditions of great rock and roll stuff that we grew up in the 60s. Wow. So we did Junior Walker. We did um, the Junior Entering Walker. Entering Coob's wheelhouse. Hello. Yeah, so so we did Roadrunner with, you know, the Junior Walker thing where Arno Hecht plays the saxophone part on it. Wow. And I'm doing note for note James Jameson trend, you know, bass lines. We did Boney Maroney, like the Larry Williams version. Oh, wow. We did the wow. searches, don't throw your love away. Ooh, we, did, we did we did a version of the Stones I'm moving on. And wow. I used my 65 Framus bass and I nailed Bill Wyman's <laughs> bass sound. I'm we're doing this on purpose. So I'm getting to use all these instruments that I got here that I don't normally use very much because uh, they get to go out of the house too. Yeah, well, certain, you know, certain <laughs> instruments are just so specialized with the sound yeah. that when you have the chance to actually use the real thing that was on that record, you go, "Oh, great! I could finally pull this thing off the shelf and use it." I have it. one of those. And yes. Yeah, so that's what I've <laughs> yeah. been doing, yeah. and uh, yeah. we're going to be doing the birds' tune. She don't care about time. We're going to be doing Paul Revere and the Raiders, just like me. Wow! And uh, uh, it's going to be called the tip of the hat. Wow. So I'm working on that, and then uh, I've got a nephew, my my brother's son that's uh, graduating from a recording production school in New York City. So I, I play on stuff for him because he's he's learning the process of, of producing and engineering. What's the fun part of that for you? What's the most fun? Well, I'm working with my nephew. Yeah. You know, and we're yeah. doing it remotely because I'm doing it through file sharing. You know, mm -hmm. he sends me the tracks. 
I do the bass stuff down here in my basement. Mm. And then we, we, we trade it back and forth, and he'll go, well, can you do this? Can you fix that? And, and he asked me if I could play some steel guitar on it, so I'm going to maybe play some steel or some dobro mm. on it. We'll see. I haven't heard it yet. But, you know, so I just try to keep busy, and I'm working on, you know, just things that I do on the side for myself. And basically, I'm home with my dog all the time. <laughs> I'm, the house, I'm the house husband. Yeah. I'm the house husband. He'll call me when he's walking his dog. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I understand. I, li I like being home, you know? Me too. I, I don't, I'm not, unless it's something that I really enjoy doing. Yeah. I really prefer to be home these days. You know, I, nice. I, I, I mean, I, I'll go away somewhere, but I want to I wanna love, I wanna love mm. what I'm doing. Hey. Because to me, to put up with 23 hours of traveling and bullshit for one hour of glory on stage, sometimes mm. I just don't have it in me to do it mm. unless... The passion is there for it, yeah, you know. Yeah. So I'm trying. I, I'm trying to do those things that yeah. I can say I really love. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah, I get it. I, I know, get it. After after the tour that I did, I I, I, I can't I can't do things just yeah. for the money anymore. Yeah, 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 yeah. It yeah. doesn't doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. You got you got to get to love it. You know. I I discovered this year how much I loved it when I was away. As much as I miss being home, it's, that's I guess why we tour in Europe because it's just. Everything is set up right. You got a great promoter. You got, you know, the buses, the hotels. Everything is good. And we, and after 40 years, we finally figured out how to do it right and get the right rest and, and do it. And uh, I'm looking, I think we're going, I mean, we don't have a committed thing yet, but it's looking like we got something going on next year. So that, that's really cool, you know, that, that we could be able to still be able to do it. Davey, they realized how much they missed you. That's yeah. double how much I you hope, guys missed you them. So. I, I, I definitely mm -hmm. got the feel from uh, all the posts that I saw you guys made over there yeah. and the feedback from all the artists yeah. who've been over the, in yeah. Europe for makeup shows and, yeah. and, and in a lot of cases, yeah. adding uh, on because mm -hmm. demand yeah. is there. People want to get out yeah. and be COVID safe while you're doing it as much yeah. as you can. And, and, and for the most part, we're succeeding with it. Yeah. It's good. Oh, yeah. It's good yeah. for everybody. And I'm really happy for both of you that you're getting out of the house, getting out of yeah. the basement once in a while, Katie, yeah. and you go getting this Davey, getting with Dave and going out and playing. Yeah. This is all good things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, you know, and, and then like on, on Sunday afternoons, I'll pop over to 118 North and, and sit with Wally, Wally Smith. Yeah. Oh, sure. You know. How is the professor? He's great. I love Wally. He's great. And he's always open to trying stuff, you know, and, and when I play with him, he'll tell me, well, I'm going to use these guys this weekend and we're going to kind of go down this, this musical road. So if you want to learn a few of these and I'll end up, you know, learning stuff that I normally may not normally go that way musically. And then I'll, oh, okay, this is, woo, you know, it's a challenge and I'll yeah. try to, you know, learn, you know, like usually it's probably some kind of jazzy fusion-y thing or something that's cool. you know so yeah. you know yeah. whatever man yeah. just uh, stuff i like to do but you know uh we got a nice little community of musicians that are doing our thing and it's pretty cool it is pretty cool get out and see a show and uh, get these guys out of the house more often will you yeah. <laughs> i'd say i can't thank you guys enough for oh, taking the time man thank you and uh and coming back on after so long uh kenny aronson and david was sickening in our dear friends you guys were the second and third guests that we had dave i think you got us hooked up with kenny yeah and that came off of having jim as our first guest jim yeah. mccarty so uh wow. if you're talking to him kenny make sure you give him our best and I was yeah, actually going to ask about him. I was going to send him an email today, actually, and I will mention it. Excellent. You guys do, and let me tell you, you guys do a terrific job. Yeah, you, you're Thank both. You. It's it's fun to hang with you. It's real easy. Thanks. It's Thanks. like we're having a conversation with friends, and you even forget about like people watching it. We're just hanging out. It's, totally. it's really cool, you know. And I can tell the passion. I mean, you know, you guys love yeah. music, and you love what goes around with the music. So it's uh, it's a great hang for us. Absolutely. Yeah. And 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 we can curse. Yes. Yes, please. Okay. Please it's really curse. good for Fucking me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my God. Yes, please Sometimes curse. Marcus's mother will tell us that we curse yeah, too much. Curse yeah. too much. Yeah. My mom gets mad when I curse. God bless my mom that's, up in heaven. She keeps saying the same thing. That's, that's hey, my mom. Do you have to use the F word so much? Yeah, yes, I do. you got to use an F word. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Fucking right, Mom. <laughs> love you guys. Hey, Thank you, you too. so much. We'll see you all soon. Thank you very Thank much you. for Thank your you. time. Have a great day. Love you, man. Marcus, 
it happened again. <laughs> you turn on the mics with friends on the podcast. It just kind of goes and goes. And uh, Those guys are always so much fun to talk to, and they always have great stories. Jeez. Stories you're not expecting. Those are the stories that I like to hear because... Those two have both been involved in music since the 70s and 80s and have been going strong this whole time. So they've seen things that have impacted the history of rock and roll. And they've both seen things they can't even talk about. You know this. <laughs> oh, yes, you know I know this. this. I totally know this. They've also been impactors in the history of rock and roll as well. Yes. So you have a little bit of both of that in these conversations, and it makes it really special. Hey, anything we were talking about, you want to add your two cents, you can do that on social media. Uh, we post about every episode, so you can feel free to make comments there or email us. Imbalancedhistory at gmail.com. The Imbalance History is a product of Dark Duck Media, recorded in our studios and distributed by the Pantheon Podcast Network. Thanks to our sponsors, Boldfoot Socks and Crooked Eye Brewery. Till the next time that we get together and let friends just take over the podcast, I'm Ray Coop. I'm Marcus Goldman. And now you know why it's the Imbalance History of Rock and Roll. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.